righty, welcome to Racers Alley here at the heart of the mission at Mutiny Radio. All right, we're going to have a great evening tonight here at Racers Alley. Uh, we got a couple of guests coming in, uh, August Weber, uh, senior from Front Track Days. And then we have uh, Matt, AFM racer, 300cc, is going to tell us how his season's going. And uh, tonight, Milk Crate Brian's going to be spinning some tunes for us, as usual, which is awesome. And uh, got Wade Boyd here as well, and we're going to have a nice evening talking about racing and uh, what's going on with the uh, track days and such. So uh, let's uh, hear some music here from Milk Crate, and uh, let's uh, get back to you in about five minutes or so. Right on, right on. Welcome to Racer's Alley. Goddamn it! 
store. Welcome to Racers Alley uh, here in the heart of the mission. And uh, thank you, Meet and Radio. And thank you, Pam Tastic. And Pam's uh, up north uh, going on a comedy club tour. So, uh, Pam, I hope you're having a great time out there. I'm sure you are. And uh, as well as all the clubs, I hope you all are doing really well. Uh, tonight, we're going to have a few guests here. We have uh, uh, Evan, uh, Monkey Motor School, Arkush. And then we also have uh, Wade Boyd here as co-host. And uh, Milk Crate Brian's going to be uh, spinning the tunes. And uh, special guest tonight.
tonight we're going to have uh, August Weber Sr. from Fun Track Days discussing uh, what's coming up the rest of the year as far as uh, tracks and uh, fun uh, different variations of Thunder Hill as well. And then uh, we're going to have a racer of 300cc. Uh, Matt will be in here shortly as well uh, discussing the uh, program and what it's like to actually start, uh, you know, uh, first couple of years as a racer. I mean, it's been, uh, well, over 20 years for me to even think about something like that. So it's going to be neat to get a new perspective and uh, hear what it's like to actually uh, be out there on the new classes and a new generation of riders. So uh, we got uh, Milk right here spinning the tunes and uh, well, uh, we'll be back in another few minutes while uh, everyone's sorting their stuff out. Welcome to uh, Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission.
Yeah, right on. Thank you, Milk Crate, Brian. Great show. Oh, every, oh, oh last few shows, uh, Milk Crate's been here spinning the tunes, which is wonderful. Uh, for a while there, we were spinning the same CD for a month or so, which got rather boring. But uh, welcome back to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio. And uh, tonight we have uh, Mr. Evan and uh, Mr. Matt just showed up, uh, AFM Racer. Welcome, Matt. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Right on, right on. Yeah. Good to have you here. We got Mr. Wade Boyd as well, and uh, tonight we're going to be discussing, uh, I guess, uh, racing and what's going on. Uh, Wade was just mentioning, I guess, the uh, Northwest is going on. Northwest is going on right now. And uh, for you, the, for those of you that uh, don't know what that is, it's uh, well, uh, where is it exactly on the island, Wade? Northern Ireland, between three towns, uh, Port Rush is one of them, I forget all of them, but it's a nine mile triangle. Nine mile very, triangle. Very fast. Very, very fast. 130 plus mile an hour average. 130 plus mile an hour average. Now, nowadays, uh, to do actually be able to do that, the uh, upper calibers are pretty much on expensive machines, right? Yeah, everybody's on expensive machines. Everybody's on expensive or machines. Or you're not there. Or, yeah, well, it's nice to also be an Alta ran out there, so that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, Evan, how's business going? Well, it's getting better now that it's not raining, but it is raining this weekend. So Yeah, we've had a, a really nice patch for a while, but uh, today it's been just pouring like crazy. So it's uh, uh, it's nice to get your wet weather riding in, but uh, it's not optimal for businesses as usual. you know. I got both my lessons in today, fortunately. I got Sweet. A, a rainy scooter lesson in the morning. Good. Right on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Evan has a school. And uh, Evan, what's the name? Monkey Moto School. Monkey Moto School. And basically, if you want to learn how to ride a motorcycle, uh, Evan has a couple that you can uh, choose from. And uh, from there, you get very personalized instruction. What's really cool is, uh, you know, there's no pressure. There's no one else around but you and the instructor. And you're able to actually sit there and talk about uh, exactly what uh, what works and what doesn't, uh, you know, what you're having problems with. And then from there, I guess you just uh, go over and do some uh, exercises in various forms. Yeah, it's pretty methodical. We yeah. start from the ground up and add dimensions and add layers and do what feels comfortable for each person, give them as many reps as they need to to feel good before we move to the next thing. Awesome. Before yeah. they know it, they're riding a motorcycle. And smiling from year to year. Definitely smiling. Well, you know, I think it's a big deal as well that you're able to provide the motorcycle. You know, I mean, for a lot of people, that's half the battle to be able to do something and have someone allow you to go out there and, you know, uh, God forbid, tip it over or something. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that does happen. You know. <laughs> happened today. Happened today. Yeah, but, at, uh, at zero miles an hour. Oh, uh, just the original balancing act. Yeah, exactly. When you first start learning how to ride. And that being said, uh, tonight we're also going to have August Weber Sr. here from uh, Fun Track Days talking about what's going on uh, in the near future. And uh, I believe, uh, Matt, have you done the Fun Track Days? Um, yeah, so I actually uh, actually worked there for a couple uh, couple of months uh, with oh, wow. like this, yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. I've, uh, I've How'd you get that? Uh, being there for a while, or? Um, yeah. So when I started doing track days, I used to um, I I went to fun track days quite a bit. So got uh, got to know everyone there, and then eventually just became a part of the team for a little bit. 
Nice. Um, so, yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, so, recall, uh, I work at Tokyo Moto, and uh, that's how Matt and I met uh, the first time. And uh, you had a Grom or something like that. I have a KX65. KX65. Yeah. And you were doing mini moto courses? Yeah. So, uh, I ride uh, mini motos in uh, Stockton on okay. the Stockton uh, go-kart track. Yeah. yeah. I was supposed to go there this weekend. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, we, we used to do that back in the day, right, Wade? It was uh, a million years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, as far as that goes, uh, is that what um, started your uh, skill set to uh, road race, or did you always want to road race, and how, how did that progression go? Um, yeah, so so the the very first um, track days I did, I started actually with uh, with an R1. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, nice. Uh, Yamaha R1, okay. which... Um, not probably the best ideal, but when you're uh, when you're just riding very casually, it's not it's not too bad. Um, but uh, I then moved to uh, to a 600 um, after my first low side <laughs> in uh, in Thunder Hill. Uh-huh. Very low speed, low side. But uh, I realized if you're riding at the track, your commuter bike. It's harder to go to work the next day. <laughs> yeah, because so. uh, sometimes you know you're too tired to put it back together, and uh, you know take the tape off, or you know sometimes the plastic is really scraped up from the <laughs> night before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you started on an R1. What year R1 was that? It was a 2005. 2005. Yeah. yeah, we had one of those for a second, huh? Yeah, I got my dirt tracker's a five. Dirt tracker's a five. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's see here. I had the 05, but I ran the 99 for years. So, so that was like uh, the first, well, the second bike I ran on the track, which was really neat. Uh, but the first first bike I had was a FCR 400 for many years. Nice. That, that was nice. And uh, talking about that, you know, right now you're you're in a, a 300 class. Yeah. So so I, I moved to a 600 and then did track days for maybe about a year. Um, and then uh, I, I heard about people doing uh, mini motos at, at Stockton. Um, so I looked into that and found that that was a really good way to, to build a skill set and, and develop um, just basic skills of, of uh, hand-eye coordination, of, of, of getting a feeling for the bike, uh, getting, getting some good uh, body positions uh, uh, dialed in uh, yeah. so that you don't have to worry about it when you're on the big track. Um, and so that, that got me really uh, interested in, in starting to race. Um, but then I realized that a 600 was probably a, a bit, a bit uh, harder of a start. Well, it's a lot to chew. I mean, I'm just yeah. getting back into it myself, and I'm on a 600. And, uh, you know, that class is, I mean, it's really wily. You know, there's a lot going on in the 600 class. I mean, there's other classes where uh, I don't want to say less pressure, but uh, maybe less confrontation, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, There's <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people trying to squeeze into the same place, it seems. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's something that, um, well, I'm just, I'll experience hopefully in the next couple of months uh, trying to get out there in the 600 class but they do seem to be a rather full grids which is a rather you know uh, just got to watch my back and that good type of thing well uh we're going to take a short break here august just got here and i'm going to set him up and uh from there uh august we'll talk about your fun track days and uh where are we are well mr uh, brian uh, let's get the next tunes going cheers thank you for listening to racers alley
Friday. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio and a little bit of Heart of the Mission. Oh boy, we have a great evening. Uh, we have a very few guests, uh, very special guests, and uh, we got Evan Arkush here for uh, Monkey Moto School. We got Matt. Uh, Matt, what's your AFM number? 771. Matt, 771. AFM 300cc racer? Exactly. Yeah. Nice. And we got August Weber Sr. for Front Track Days here. Good evening, August. Good evening, you guys. How's everybody this evening? Doing well. Great to see you. How's everything going on your end? So far, so good. We had a really successful weekend at uh, Thunder Hill. We did on Sunday the 12th, the West Track. And we did it in, uh, we we call it clockwise. It's uh, reverse of the normal the normal course wise and it's, it's pretty interesting yeah we had a quite a full house and then we packed up uh, sunday night and fed everybody tacos on the east side and uh, monday morning woke up to do the three miles so it was uh, yeah a big kick in the pants Wow, a few days of uh, being on the track, that sounds like paradise. So uh, when you say the West Track, uh, for folks, uh, I mean, uh, if you ever watch an AFM race, they go in a certain direction, so you're going the opposite direction. Correct, the opposite direction, and AFM uses the three-mile on the east side, and the west side is typically a two-mile. The configuration that we ran is about 1.7 miles, and... Uh, one of our instructors, who's a four-time uh, novice champion from 2018, uh, Johnny Dorheit, he is on his R1 turned a quick lap of one point uh, one minute one one point three seconds. Wow! Around uh, 1.7 miles. Yeah, that's Holland. Yeah, nice. and nice and safe. You know, everything's in control. Uh, you should come out. We'll do another uh, West Track in that configuration later this year. And it's cool because it opens up the exits. You can, and the nice thing about the West huh. Track, it trains you, your eyes and your brain to look farther ahead and to speed your brain up because the corners come at you so quickly yeah, that exactly. you have to keep your eyes up. And and then all of a sudden the flow comes and the, and it really does open up the exits. So uh, it's actually I think it's a little more fun than going uh, counterclockwise, which is actually course wise. But any day on the racetrack is <laughs> <it's> just <laughs> it truly is yes. Uh, for those of you out there, you know, um, fun track days. I've, I've been mentioning folks at work. I mean, you do various levels. So I mean, even though we're talking racing, I mean, anyone can go out there and and, and uh, learn. You have various levels. That's of correct. Riders. We we have a cruising group um, similar to everyone else's C group. We have an advanced group similar to uh, B groups and an extreme, which is uh, would be considered an A group. And we specialize. In, in first-timers, and we had quite a few that had never been to the track, and it was their first track day. So they have a nice uh, orientation during the riders' meeting. Um, we also encourage them to uh, join in at our 9.30 a.m. class, our 10.30 a.m. class, our 11.30 a.m. class. And then at 1.30, we have a body uh, positioning clinic to help them uh, with body timing, body positioning while they're uh, setting up for corners and that sort of thing. And individual instruction is included in the price of their entry. And we encourage them to also uh, come to grid five minutes early, ask uh, our grid marshals for an instructor, and then we get them hooked up for one-on-one. And 
you know, it's a it's a great atmosphere so that that people don't feel intimidated. We don't uh, we don't encourage people to ride over a pace they're they're not comfortable with. We do lead follows so we can we can um, uh, pace them and then. Uh, quite often we will go by them as an instructor and tap the tail of our motorcycles as we as we pull in front safely in front so that they can actually follow follow the line mm-hmm. um, and then we gradually increase the pace once the checkered flag comes out in the session then we actually debrief in the pits uh, what we've observed and it's it's been beneficial for a lot of folks uh, we have a great intro to the track program an intro to the track is $45 you get two live sessions on the track with instruction with two classrooms at the end of the second classroom uh, you decide if you want to stay for the rest of the day, hmm. and then you will certainly uh, you just pay for the balance of the day. And you know we have seen over the the five seasons that we've been in existence, people that have started in our cruising group and eventually have worked to our extreme group, and some we've actually brought on as instructors because they have shown the. Uh, the potential and also shown the interest and the passion and the safety aspect of it to um, to then go ahead and impart that knowledge because we all remember what it's like to actually Mm -hmm. roll a wheel uh, that very first time in a racetrack and it's certainly intimidating but with the right the right uh, mentality to to bring them to a pace comfortably for them they learn to be everybody learns to be faster safer well you know uh first of all what i think is great is you do have the intro to the track because you know a lot of people don't know and they've always wondered and you're able to do a few laps out there and say this is for me and this is not for me and i would imagine the higher percentage stays you know it it does uh, you get hooked yeah oh yeah Uh, it's it's, uh uh, to control that adrenaline and and focus it so that you can be confident in in your abilities on your own motorcycle is that's kind of why we all do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, also, I mean, uh, I work at Tokyo Moto and I'm out of flyers now, but I've been handing these out to everybody, uh, especially, you know, due to the fact that, like you mentioned earlier, I mean, I've heard of other track days and stuff, but uh, I really like the fact that you focus upon the each individual rider. Uh, Matt ended up being an instructor. I mean, that's how much uh, you care about people and you want to pass on that knowledge. You know, that's a big and thing. I, I do have more flyers. I will bring them into the studio here before i leave right on yeah <laughs> like i said you know i i i, I mentioned to folks about uh, how you have individualized instruction and um you know you have uh, guys in front and back and then if you have an issue you can talk or you go and actually actively ask those folks uh, how you're feeling today so you do have a very personal touch and um my question was you said if um if you could try to uh in between sessions take each class or walk into each class does that mean uh you have four different classes covering different subjects that's correct uh, the the first class is um, literally an intro to the track orientation and we've revamped that as much as we can to to impart the best information we can in, in that class um, we will go over the flags 
and flag procedures and entering and exiting the track mm-hmm. and literally ask at that point because everybody's already been on the track at nine o'clock in the cruising group and that first uh, group out is the lead follow nobody passes for the entire session the instructors at lead groups of riders are literally putting them set their bikes on the line that is the most efficient line around the racetrack mm-hmm. aka the race line and um at, they come off at 9.20, 9.30, the classroom. We reiterate what the safety uh, factors are, the, the importance of the flags and how to recognize and what to do there. The second class builds on that with uh, vision and uh, focus, reference points, and that sort of thing. Nice. And then the third class is... Um, more or less motor skills and braking, uh, when to brake and properly brake and when to release brakes and motor controls over the motorcycle. And then at the 130 class, which is body positioning clinic, it, it touches on, touches on all those while you're actually either a watching, uh, observing the, the person giving the class or at some point having a chance to sit on the motorcycle so that you do realize, um, that it's not just your arms staring at the speedo, the speedometer, <laughs> controlling the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I jokingly, uh, half jokingly tell people, if you are looking at the speedometer, um, I have duct tape here. Please put a piece of duct tape over that because that's not what you want to concentrate on. Exactly. Well, I mean, generally, (laughs) most races, yeah, you have the duct tape or back in the old days, you can take them off. But uh, yeah, exactly. You want to be able to concentrate on what's ahead of you. uh, Can I ask a question? So uh, it seems to me um, that uh, each class that you have throughout the day, it kind of progresses with the rider going out the second time. I mean, bet you the first time they weren't really paying attention to the flags as much as being so overwhelmed. It, the whole course so the second Correct. time now that you see in the course now let's see with you know flags so it's kind of a safety educational but then the next one you talk about you know uh, looking ahead i believe or, yeah the vision it, yeah mm-hmm. so it's it's a it's what they should be doing progressively each time they go out so you give them a little bit more insight and knowledge there. absolutely um one of our and and i'm considering very uh intensely of, of bringing this gentleman on as an instructor he is his current profession he's a, he's an educator in in uh, northern california here in uh, i think high school system and he had brought his wife out in march um second and third and this was her first time on the racetrack at, at all and she mm-hmm. has a, a three or four hundred ninja that she had for a couple of months and she had 140 miles on it and mm-hmm. she 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 motioned that she says Augie and she's you know moving her hand just straight she says I'm okay doing this but as soon as I begin to lean she says I'm scared mm-hmm. so he got her an intro to the track and she went out and she did the lead follow you know and was a little mm, tense yes and it's raining oh wow <laughs> remember this this day it rained well that's very gutsy <laughs> and yeah so um she was tense enough that she actually didn't um 
go in that first session. She was tense that even just riding up and down the pits, and who wouldn't be? It's yes, the rain it's and your first time on a. Tr- so she did the classroom and kind of got that, and then went out with the individual instructor. And I literally had one instructor with her for the 10 o'clock session. Nice. And she came off and she did the 1030 class, and she goes, When can I sign up? When, when can I sign up for the rest of the day? <laughs> This is yep. right now. And right after the class, she did. So now as the day progresses, I get out on, uh, I borrow my daughter's bike and it's raining and it's about 3.40 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And there's literally four people out there, the instructor leading her, myself behind them and one other person because it's raining. Mm-hmm. And everything's going nice and smooth. And to watch her body timing and position as she saw, she looked ahead, used her eyes, saw the corner, set up way well in advance of the corner the way she should, and used her lower body to help steer the motorcycle and, and had her head turned and looking through the corners. And I followed them for about three laps, and I went by them on the straight. And all I could do was turn around in the pouring rain and give them the thumbs up. They were doing great. And it was, it was absolutely incredible it was raining so hard it sounded like somebody was tapping my helmet with a screwdriver wow and they were out there just circulating just happy and i'm just i was so proud of her and my instructors that uh you know it's it's what we do to make people feel safe at at the pace they're comfortable with well uh, you know after that i mean in the dry it's gonna be easy as pie you know it's, oh, uh, yeah you go through the rain and that stuff with the dry and i got to ride what's cool is i got to ride one of the feel like a pro 400 ninjas dave and pat said augie you know your bike's on slicks here take this bike out and i've okay. never ridden one ever how is it it's freaking incredible wow <laughs> isn't it oh my god i'll tell you what i relearned how to ride my 1000 effectively and smoothly by riding that 400 ninja around the racetrack it's a uh, ninja 400 so it's a uh, does it have a shocks i mean is it set no, up, um, actually those bikes are bone stock yeah, oh, nice. When you so, rent the feel like a pro bike, you get the mechanic, you get the tires, you get the fuel, you get the, they'll they will reset the suspension. Uh, Dave Moss helps set up the suspension for yeah, them. Yeah, he's there now. Uh, if you wish, or you know, if you've already done your bike somewhere else, that's awesome. Bring it out. Um, and I went out there and rode it, and I'm hanging off this thing because they have no power below eight thousand rpm. Yeah, they're like a old, old school 400s. I ran the FZR for eight years. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, to get the most out of it, you have to have your your body timing and position correct so that you have it on the fattest part of the tire all the time because you've got the throttle open the all the time. Thing, yeah, and I barely use the brakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the brakes once going down into turn one, course wise, mm-hmm. and 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 went w- wait. I just overslowed. Forget it. I'll just downshift. And I just downshifted from fourth to third gear and just got with it. And then later in the day, it actually dried. And I was on my 1000 and I was so comfortable on my bike because I relearned how to ride by riding one of those things. And if you've never done it, folks, come out to one of our track days. Go to Feel Like a Pro's website and and check out when he's going to be at. uh, He'll actually be at Laguna. Awesome. July third yeah. and fourth. Yeah, I saw that uh, on the on the uh, actual uh, list of your dates out here. Yep. Laguna Seca. Boy, that's that's going to be a wonderful weekend. Yeah. And then two days later, we're on the west side, the sixth and seventh at 
Thunder Hill. Yeah, I plan on actually being out there on June 10th, actually. Uh, I'm going to go out there and do some time and try and uh, oh, get cool. my bike sorted. So you'll see me out there oh, for yeah. sure. That's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, it's been a million crap, years man. since I've done a track day, and I, I, I actually desperately need it. Uh, still trying to sort the bike out. And yeah, once I can do that, I can get myself on it as well and you know get like you what? said form everything i mean it's been a million years since i've been out there and it, it does take a while to get your timing back uh, learn how to dance so to speak and be smooth and uh, look where you smooth need to and look consistent. and uh, yeah and absolutely and, absolutely. Uh, and and then it you know it transfers over to especially for uh, us as racers um because you know in in racing um it, the green flag drops and it's just go yes go it it, it it's totally different than a track day environment, but the nice thing is you get to practice and concentrate on certain things in a, in a track day, and then you get to the racing, and you're comfortable with it, and you're comfortable with the pace, and you may be literally like we're sitting here elbow to elbow uh, through corners with people, and it doesn't affect you because you're not paying attention to that. You're paying attention. You're focusing, yes, just like you said. looking ahead in line, uh, not looking at the racer in front of you. Yep. You know, you're I've been looking, doing that. You're looking right through them. Yeah. You're really looking right, right through them, man. <laughs> and the cool the thing is, with us, is for any of our Thunder Hill events, any licensed AFM racer can walk up day of and pay 120 bucks cash, and there will be a spot for them in the extreme group. Wow. A group. Awesome. And I also have something for uh, the listeners here, uh, and this is good at any Thunderhill event 2019. Uh, it is a promo code that when you go to check out and apply the code, you will get $15 off wow. your entry, no matter what group you go in. And that includes our special two group a format that we use on the east side and the code it's all lowercase it's racers alley 15 off 2019 Wow, thank you, August. That's that's really really cool. And uh, listeners, I hope you can go out there. I mean, uh, I'm telling everyone I can. Uh, everyone I see at the shop for yep. sure. You and know, and, we uh, appreciate it. You know, if you mention Alex's name when you get to registration, we're just going to tell you to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't forget uh, Wade Boyd Racers Alley. You know? <laughs> uh, right on. You know that that's great. And uh, thank you for that. And uh, you know, I think it's very important out there for folks to be able to have that. Uh, you know, help because back in the old days, I mean, we just went to a canyon, and at first we started out in jeans, and then uh, got gear from there, and uh, had our scrapes, and picked ourselves up. I mean, uh, and we learned by actually going over the edge. You know, nowadays it's nice to have people with the experience to actually let you know, well, this is a better way to do it. You don't have to spend so much time, and uh, have a very safe environment to do that as well. You know, it's, uh, there's no cars, there's nothing in the way, and uh, especially you have people watching your back which is really cool so yeah right on and uh, august uh, so how do we get a hold of you how do we find you uh, you can certainly go to funtrackdays.com uh, you can email us at info at funtrackdays.com uh, my cell phone is also on the website and I do my best to answer the emails as quickly as possible. And uh, I actually have a day job uh, 
Believe it or not, yep. <laughs> yeah, do you, I was wondering, do you mind if, if I ask someone, you know, if someone goes, hey, you know, can I talk to someone about it? I mean, mm-hmm. go see you at work. And, yeah, uh, they can, they absolutely, and that's happened more frequently, and it's and, uh, probably entirely due to, to you, Alex. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, it's like, you can actually talk to this guy. Yeah. Maybe and, buy a Ducati. Um, I just had a guy come in today and chat about it, and so they can certainly come over to, uh, you can certainly uh, visit me at Monroe Motors Tuesday through Saturdays uh, at uh, 412 Valencia Street and uh, chat up about it and I will do my best to uh, give you the time that uh, uh, that I can. That's awesome. Right on August, uh, we're going to take a little music break. Milk, break. Milk Cray Brian's going to be playing some tunes and uh, thank you for listening to Racers Alley here at Muni Radio. We are. driver's license and registration? Uh, certainly. What you doing? Chewing chocolate. Where'd you get it? Doggy dropped it. Carry on.
Right on, right on. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Well, you know, we have a few guests here tonight, which is wonderful. Mr. Evan Narkush from uh, Monkey Moto School, AFM Racer Matt. Number, what is the number again, Matt? 771. I'm awful at numbers. Right on, Matt. And uh, we have uh, August Weber Sr. from Fun Track Days. Great to have you here, August. Mr. Wade Boyd here as well. Right on, right on. So, uh, talking about that, I I really want to thank the folks out at the American Federation of Motorcyclists, the AFM. Uh, I'm back there again, and uh, it's really nice to be out. And, uh, boy, in all these years I've been uh, uh, gone, you know, their professionalism is still there. And uh, thank you, Barbara, for still being there. And uh, thank you for all the turn workers for helping out. I mean, without you guys, we would not be able to race. And it's very, you know, it's very, very cool for uh, you guys, especially on the those hot days to be out there for us and uh hopefully uh some folks out there will give to the benevolent fund and i'll i'll have to get that number somehow and uh, get that to you guys so uh they're going to be having the next race over here on uh, june 29th and 30th at thunder hill raceway and uh after that end of july 27th and 8th at thunder hill raceway so uh if you can uh, go out there and see those boys and uh again as well uh actually august are you going to have any track days around there before the races we will have uh june June 10th coming up, so it's a it's a great opportunity uh, on the east side for those that will participate a couple weeks later uh, with the AFM to come out, um, hone your skills. We had a couple of the uh, AFM fast guys come out this uh, past Monday, and one of them was uh, Gia, and one was uh, Sebastio, and I was uh, taking some time to to uh, circulate in the extreme group and I'm heading down into turn 14 on the east side and you know just cruising down in there and Gia goes flying by on the inside and he runs it really wide and I like an idiot targeted on him and so I, I, I ran a few feet off off the line and but to watch them yeah. just smoothly go in you go they they go in he runs wide he's still got the, the correct body position and and get the bike turned and then head to 15 and then down the front straight in the blink of an eye and Sebastio went by on the outside of me uh, on another lap and then through 15 and and the lines to watch the fast guys to be so smooth and on the absolute perfect line where they need to be using every every inch of the racetrack nice. uh, allows them to uh, get where they're going a lot quicker and smoother and it, it was just it was a joy to be out there with them and you know they're such great people and that being said uh, mentioned earlier we do have the $120 AFM special that we honor at all Thunder Hill events um, Sebastio came up and it was afternoon and uh, he only paid 60 bucks so if you guys can only come out AFM for half a day or if uh, another rider comes out half a day or something like that uh we simply would would charge you half half the day and then have you uh review the paperwork to sign that uh, you understand the flags and that you understand what our passing rules and things like that are and so we're we're really flexible on that kind of stuff and uh typically it's it's uh the 
the uh, extreme group that you know they're getting off work or something like that but we're certainly flexible awesome. in, in that regard yeah it's yeah. great to be you know for you guys to be able to accommodate the fm racers and you know that's that's wonderful especially with the half day special because some days you, you got to work on a friday or saturday or something and it's really nice to be able to at least go out there and spend some time and uh, get your stuff sorted if you need to work on something and uh, that being said you know uh, thank you for our trackside vendors i know uh, ct racing just helped me with a uh, for the first time i uh, ran some pirelli slicks out there and they were really really nice to uh, mount and balance them for me properly and uh it took me a while to get the bike apart and together since it's been so long uh look like a real newbie everything worked out really nice and uh right now uh the dunlop boys racers edge performance are out there as well and uh say hi to those guys uh, i've been running dunlops for years and my pal uh, uh actually he'll be here i'll skip a door one of these days and uh he he actually changes tires out there and also uh he has a uh, i believe uh he's working with a ridiculous probably as a, a superbike tuner so uh hey out there and uh, i'm glad you're doing well as well as uh oxymoron photography uh i have yet to get one of their pictures but i did send him a shout out see if he wants to come on the show uh, i don't know do you know him uh? oh i i know max pretty well and and uh he would be he would be i think overjoyed to come out um amazing number of photographs that he and uh, James take during the day we're talking multiple thousands of photographs yes. of everybody and you know gracious enough to uh, allow me to to use those in in our promotions and that sort of thing and it's nice you know it's a great family atmosphere out there we have uh, you know Dainese San Francisco comes out with D-Air suits to demo mm. we also have uh, several loner suits and a lot of it with people like hey come out to the track day and, and they go god I, I don't have the leathers i don't have the gear well we have some for loners that will fit various size individuals and that's right the word is loners you don't pay a dime for it you've already paid your entry and if it fits here or is really close to fitting you you're welcome to use it all day and we also have uh, loner awry helmets uh, nice. right from Arai Helmet America. They've been gracious for the last two years of letting us do that. There's no charge for that as well. And uh, come out and, and put some of the, the best safety gear on your head and uh, enjoy the day. So if you're without a helmet or leathers, we may be able to get you outfitted. Uh, simply contact us. And uh, that being said as well, if you have, if, if out in the, the awesome listening world uh, right now, if any of you folks have loner gear that you want to donate, whether it's boots that you're not using or gloves uh, that you're not using or zip together two-piece, one-piece leathers, contact Fun Track Days because we will give you a coupon code that will be valid at all Thunder Hill events for 2019 that will literally save you $40 off your entry simply by donating your gear to a good cause and uh you know to pass it uh, pay it forward like that just gets the next person out there enjoying it and and really um so that they can feel a lot safer than than doing it in the canyons or around lake berryessa or uh playing in traffic yeah. and uh you guys are gonna love it we we do our best to cater to to uh well you know it's, it's yeah. really really neat uh you know all that gear that uh august is mentioning i mean to to get into a proper motorcycle kit i mean you're talking an easy thousand dollars you know and that's uh you know uh 
you're lucky to get a set of leathers, you know, helmet, boots, and gloves. That's what you need. And a back protector. That's your gear that you have to take when you're, when you're racing out there. And the fact that uh, you can actually want to uh, decide if you're going to go out there and have all that gear um, at your disposal alone, uh, it's just wonderful because all, all you really need to do is just show up and have the right attitude and go, go out there and have fun. Yep. You know, and that's a huge deal. I mean, uh, I did that in... Boy, the last track day I took was in 1990, Keith Code Superbike School, and uh, we were doing a Laguna Seca, which is the last time I was at Laguna oh, Seca. Really? Yeah, I, I had my own leathers, but he did at the time offer loaner leathers, which was really neat. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> but, a huge uh, part of it. You yeah. feel a lot safer and, and more comfortable, and and uh, you know that's the, the whole point. You can use your your bike to its fullest and and, and gain a lot of confidence and concent, concentrate a lot more. Uh, yeah, street, you know, we all, well, most all of us commute. Um, and, you know, there's just a few variables when we're out in the commute world, and there's virtually none uh, on the on track. racetrack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's wonderful to have that experience, but uh, I, like I was mentioning earlier, once you get out there as well, you're so much better on the street. And like I was mentioning earlier uh, with Evan as well, it's nice that you actually provide bikes for your school so anyone can go out there and not have that pressure. Uh, do you have helmets or gear as well? Or? Yeah, we provide a helmet, bike, and uh, gloves. Okay, helmet, bike, and gloves. Well, uh, actually, I got to hook up Evans. Uh, let's see. I got to figure out what's wrong with your mic. But, yeah, they supply uh, helmets, bikes, and gloves as well. Uh, talking about that earlier, we were uh, discussing, Matt, about 400s and learning how to ride smaller bikes. Uh, you started again on the uh, Stockton Motorway. Yeah, so I started in uh, yeah Stockton uh, Little Line Nine, which, uh, which is a go kart track. Go kart track. Yep. Okay, all right. And uh, you mentioned uh, it was a short track, but you were doing so many turns in thirty seconds. Yeah, so the it takes about between thirty-five to forty seconds to do a lap, and you've got maybe ten ten turns. So okay. um, if you compare that to Thunder Hill, which is 14, 15 turns, and you've got about two minutes, two minutes, 20 seconds, about a lap, um, you can get a lot of kind of turning in um, in a short amount of time on the smaller track, mm -hmm. um, and which gives you um, a, lot of, a lot more experience uh, faster, uh, and the risks are a little bit less. Crashing a, a 65cc, uh, sorry, a two-stroke bike um, is... is uh, it's a lot less expensive and painful than, than doing that on the track. So More forgiving. A, yeah, it's it's a great way to uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to learn to learn um, about the bike and how the bike feels and and, and what are the limits of the bike. Um, it's a lot better to do that on, on the smaller track than the uh, than the big track. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Well, uh, during the breaks, it's always interesting, folks, because uh, the conversation is, is a lot more sparky than uh, us on the radio uh, live, and it's, it's it's really neat. And so August and Matt were also mentioning by by having that instinct, uh, you you go down a couple of times on on, on the go kart track, but then you you get the feel for it, and you start to go down less. And you know, so if you go out a little on the rear, or you move around a little front and rear you're, you're not you're less you're less likely to go into shock you just ride it out and give the gas and keep on going and so that kind of uh not desensitizes you but uh would you call it honing it in uh, i think it, would you? It, it, it's building muscle memory for, muscle for memory. those times when when you can't think you just need to act um so uh when doing that on the smaller track you will crash quite a few times but at some point you'll start not crashing and then that's where 
that's where the muscle memory kicks in sliding around and moving yeah nice and that's a that's definitely a huge part of it having the having the muscle memory because whether you're on the small bikes or you or your your actual street bikes are 1000 or your race bikes a thousand um and the bike begins to move uh underneath you you're okay with it because you're reacting uh it's almost an involuntary reaction to it so that you don't put yourself on the ground and you just continue to drive forward no matter what the situation is and and we all i'm sure <laughs> have countless stories of say losing the front end and not crashing and <laughs> those are the better stories having the rear end step <laughs> out and barely modulating the throttle so it hooks back up and drives you and you continue to drive forward even though you may have lost a second or so you haven't put yourself on the ground and mm-hmm. you just ride uh, through it yeah the, the, the guys over at little 99 uh i've known alan for a couple of years alan settle who puts this on and uh, i unfortunately i haven't been out there but uh, matthew and several of our instructors uh, have been out uh, training with them and racing with them on saturdays and and it it brings that level of uh, consciousness and ease of uh, reaction and quick reaction time if something goes a little awry with with a ride or something happens you react the right way the first time Mm -hmm. that's that's the word yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and i think i think um especially for people that don't ride have not been riding since since they're very very young it's a it's a good way to to build those reflexes uh in a shorter amount of time than it would to do uh if you were only to go uh, on the big track although although riding the track is definitely useful um um riding the smaller bikes helps help build that dirt riding all the little kids who learned on dirt ride bikes and stuff and learned on small stuff and then did the progression it's yeah a little better to do the progression instead of working at the top and working your way down yeah and then <laughs> one of the funny things is those <laughs> those small bikes are, are uh, you know the suspension is not ideal for our weight the the like none of none of the bikes are, are that great so you learn to ride on stuff that's less than perfect and that's kind of always moving around and and then when you get on a on a bigger bike that's actually you know the right uh, modified the right way um things go a lot smoother um proper, and, and proper setup yeah it, it, have it's bikes for you um no uh, you you kind of have to go out and, and and get your own uh get your own bike but they're they're fairly inexpensive um you can get them from anywhere from 600 to to two thousand dollars uh, for like a kx65 or a kx85 um and then it's just a matter of putting slicks on them yeah so it's a not too big of a bang for the buck, but you're definitely getting a, a lot of uh, grins, you know, yeah. going out there. And they don't; those bikes don't. Uh, you can crash them as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they 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 don't break. That's uh, the amazing part. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's just great way. I mean, uh, back oh, in the like, day, they used to have yeah. uh, the uh, Roberts Ranch uh, with the 100s a million years ago, and uh, then they actually had the I think the American Camp or something where they where they were messing with uh, dirt with super bikes, camp, to, Super Camp, yeah, yeah, that type of thing. And a whole phase to go with the 100, like Honda 100s, and put everybody on a little bike. It's safer, and it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You know, go work with the little stuff, minimum or less suspension, less motor. When you could wring its neck and still beat everybody, then 
Right. Then you right. move on, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, because the same, exactly, the same thing that you learn there will transfer into even a much larger, more powerful machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Um, well, you mentioned earlier that the folks that rent the Ninja 400s, yep. uh, what's their name? Feel like a pro. Feel like a pro. And I was asking earlier, how do they set up? And well, they're set up like a 400 should be as an entry level rider. You go in with that, you know, uh, once you feel that you need a shock, you feel that you need suspension, you, you basically have gone fast enough, I imagine, to start to work your way into the gear or the componentry, so to speak. Exactly. And, like and a, just a, it's an amazing ride. It's something that um, even on a lesser bike that doesn't have all of that, as you're you're negotiating and, and doing your best to do the same thing lap after lap at the same point on the racetrack, and you become smoother that way, no matter what you ride, if it's less than ideal, then you've adjusted yourself. We're, we're very adaptable creatures and mm-hmm. and you adjust yourself to what's going on with the machine and the terrain and the throttle and the brakes and when you can make whatever you're riding run smoothly then all of a sudden the it pace is there and everything looks like you're going slower the cool thing that we also offer is that any licensed youth ro- ra- racer in the United States or even overseas, if they come uh, and our, our minimum age uh, uh, per track is kind of dictated by the track. Our insurance okay. can go less than everybody's minimum age, but the track has the final say-so. And Thunder okay. Hill, their minimum age is 13. Wow. <laughs> So, um, if they, I know, <laughs> if, if and they're usually any, faster than everyone, right? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Max, for example, uh, <laughs> Max Toth, um, they're allowed to come to any one of our Thunderhill 2019 events and they are allowed to ride for free at every event. All we ask is they put a fun track day sticker, two stickers, a minimum on their bike and that in any of their uh, social media posting, please mention Fun Track Days or our, our, our you know, uh, Instagram page, Fun Track Days 1, you know, uh, hashtag us, uh, however you want to do it. But th- any youth racer, at least age 13 to 17, that um, is a licensed racer in the United States or even overseas that wants to come over and wants to practice on the big track, or the or the the large track and the little bit smaller track at Thunder Hill, uh, they are more than welcome to come out. Uh, they can sign up day of. They don't have to sign up early. They can come in, and I will guarantee that they will have a spot to actually ride in. And some of them are quick enough to be in our extreme group already, and they are only 13 years old. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, the next crop of racers, which is wonderful as well. I mean, uh, we're uh, starting to, you know, uh, motorcycling, you have a lot of opportunities now across the board, and it, it's great to be able to get the youth out there. Uh, we're going to take a short break in a second, and I just want to actually uh, motorbird adventures was here uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, i want to say they have a, a great great uh, setup going basically uh for, for ladies trips for ladies and their friends and uh, i think uh, they were planning on uh, california lost coast uh 
dual sport ride, I think maybe July 12th through July 16th. They also have a Baja one in uh, September. And uh, Marin Trips in Nemo County is in November. And uh, it's really nice when you can get together with a group of people all like-minded and go out and ride. And she does a great job as far as uh, getting the pace together. And uh, generally, everyone has a fun time going to these locations. So you can always find her at www.motobirdadventures.com and uh, definitely check out the schedule and uh, a couple of weeks ago we had Chris Crash Rantana here uh, crashmotogear.com what's great is he actually shows up at the track and if you have your leathers uh uh, needed any refurbishing or uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, need any crash repair, uh, he'll be able to do that on the track. And that's really, really cool, actually. And uh, he also just, uh, I believe, has a place now on 3113 Alum Rock Avenue in uh, San Jose. Uh, so you can uh, get a hold of him at www.crashmotogear.com at crashmotogear on Facebook. Right on, Brian. So uh, let's get some tunes on. We'll be back in about five minutes. And uh, hope you're enjoying Racer's Alley at Mutiny Radio.
He went right upside the head of my favorite babysitting. Wham! So thank you for uh, joining us here at Meany Radio and uh, Racers Alley. We're having a great time this evening, and uh, boy, got a full house. And uh, again, I want to thank uh, Chris Crashatana for being here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, CrashMotoGear.com. You can get him at uh, Chris at CrashMotoGear.com. 408-508-GEAR. He's the man. If you need anything fixed on your leathers, if you need any actual, uh, I would say, uh, customization in your leathers, uh, as far as uh, uh, if you want to put any logos, any sponsorship stickers, he's the man. And uh, you can get a hold of him also at 3113 Alum Rock Avenue in San Jose, California. He is awesome. And I plan on having him actually refurbish all of my leathers, all three. So uh, I'll be happy to have some clean leathers again. Anyways, uh, you can also get a hold of a carry at moto adventures www.motoadventures.com and uh it's a you know a nice uh, tour group and uh check out her schedule and uh thank you again mutiny radio for having us here and uh on uh mondays from six to eight they have the joke workshop and you know uh being a comedian is really hard uh you talk about um instant gratification or instant loss i mean if you're out there cracking a joke and you can hear crickets i can't imagine how hard that is and, uh, <laughs> i've been here with these guys it's it's incredible and it's really really cool the fact that they they stick it out on their joke workshop one time this guy went out and uh, you know there's like six people in here uh six comedians and about eight people watching and ended up uh you know, he sat there, and sure enough, no one laughed. He tried another one. No one laughed. He goes, well, you know, I got another three minutes of this, but I'm going to stick it out, you know, and to do that, that's really, that takes a lot of balls, you know, and, you know, and in the end, you know, he got applause for, for sticking it out, and he'll, he'll, you know, if he can do that, he just, uh, again, the joke workshop's about working on jokes, and uh, what's neat is everyone critiques it, and uh, from there, you know, uh, guys, definitely, if you're, if you're in the workshop, uh, you know, it's a $10 
$1 donation, but every little bit helps here at Beauty Radio. And uh, it's really, really nice. Actually, from there, you can actually go to the Happy Hour Open Mic on uh, Fridays. So once happy you uh, hour? Happy Hour Open Mic. No booze here, though. No, oh, no booze here at Beauty Radio. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, the Happy Hour Open Mic is uh, once you actually get to, through the uh, joke workshops, you can actually hear at Beauty Radio. Just like being a racer, you go to your track day, which would be the Happy Hour Open Mic. And you can sit here and uh, finally be on a real comedy show and in front of audiences who pay to see you. So that's really, really cool. And then after that, you know, uh, once you've uh, gone around the track, so to, so to speak, and uh, now are a full racer, you can actually perform at uh, Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here as well. And she has a bunch of guests through the Bay Area here running through. And uh, it's really, really neat. So it's it's really nice here at Mutiny Radio. If you like comedy, you want to learn how to do that. Pamtastic is the one who actually runs the station. And it's really cool that uh, she uh, has that uh, Spaces for us, you know. I mean, uh, we have a racers alley here from six to eight on Thursdays, but we have our brothers uh, Forever Two Wheels, uh, Steve, on Mondays from eight to ten, and they have a they have a show mainly. Uh, you know, they get into more of a you know uh, what's going on in the season, who the racers are, what's going on, that type of thing, and okay. they're they're a great great show to listen to as well. And uh, you know, that being said, uh, thanks guys for being here. Uh, anyone have any uh, anything to say? Yeah, right on, right on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's it's really great. I mean, uh, yeah, Wade, how you doing? All right, doing really good. Thanks for being here. Yeah, his, his mic's been broken three quarters of the show. So, uh, how you doing, Wade? What's what's happening? All right, uh, the the Sacramento Mile was postponed. Yeah. So I'm not going to be there Sunday. They're afraid of rain, and it's raining. Yeah, it's it's really pouring out here, folks. And I can't imagine uh, having a mile or go out there in the mud, so to speak. Oh, uh, man, could be a little good. little messy out there. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's what I'm. I was doing. Now I'm not doing. It's in August. August it, 10th. It, so it's August 10th now. Right on, oh. and uh, you know, same, same uh, weekend is uh, oh. Moto, Moto America at Sears Point. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, it's nice. Okay. So, the miles, couple of the different miles racing, incredible. racing fun it, it, stuff. If you've never witnessed, I, I the last Sacramento mile I went to was uh. Uh, a couple of weeks ago it was 1988 and uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> oh boy how <laughs> about my first bike then <laughs> right? and, and it was amazing to see you got chris carr you got scotty parker and you have a, yeah. a very mm-hmm. famous guy named bubba schobert yes and bubba was on the v4 honda and bubba went out and he won the race by probably half a lap he just stomped the harleys and just amazing that everybody, including all of the Harley fans, just went crazy. And in in at the time, someone had infinite wisdom that they should uh, now restrict the Honda. After that, oh. what? Uh, just because they beat everyone cold? <laughs> yeah. So so Honda just uh, gave them a salute. Uh-huh. Uh, and and pulled out the next year, and they just went, yeah, okay. Yeah, I hear uh, nowadays they have uh, quite a few different uh, uh, manufacturers, right, Wade? Uh, supposedly Yamaha and Kawasaki are both. They're playing around with a few of those, and this year is supposed to be even bigger. But Indian came out; they were totally stomping. But but uh, but this year he sounds even even different. Yeah, with, bigger field a bigger field Harley more. went back in there trying really hard because they really want it and, yeah, more and, classes and, 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 but, and so it, this year really sounds like it's going to be really hot 
Well, I think motorcycle in general, uh, there's a lot more uh, of everything going on. You know, it was it was dying there for a while, but it seems there's a big resurgence, which is great. I mean, it's it's really across the board, which is nice. I mean, it could just be here in California, but I mean, I'm glad we have a, a whole bunch of racing back and all these schools that you can go to and all these track, uh, you know, uh, organizations that are running through. Uh, I myself, uh, once I uh, get myself together, so to speak, uh, with the R6, I'd love to join Wera because they race Willow Springs and Button Willow. You and, know? And, and like Mr. Aerostitch said, the, the West Coast is like the mecca of motorcycles. We never stop riding our bikes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've never lived back east, but I hear, yeah, that's that's not a common yeah, thing. Yeah, we used to winterize our bikes. I'm from Schenectady, upstate New York, and so you had, eh, you know, four, maybe five good months to ride in the wintertime. <clears throat> At my wow. last residence, it <coughs> Excuse me, it was a fourplex. So the, the front porch steps <coughs> were straight to my front door. So I took my old Cowie 900 and I rode up the stairs and opened, and had the door open, rode down the hall into the kitchen, backed it into the living room and parked it there for the winter. Yeah, that way it was a breeze to death, right? Nice. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Uh, yeah, my mic's not working. <coughs> All right. What's your question? Here, take this. One. Do, you guys have a, do you guys have a sense of when we're going to get another American up in like the GP levels? Um, mm. You know, I, I think it's soon. We hope, and, and one of the one of the goals of Fun Track Days and why we have the Youth Racer program is that's what we want. We want to be as as much a part as we can, big or small of getting an American racer mm -hmm. into the world championships. And if we can contribute by giving free track day to the youth racers in America at the big tracks at Thunder Hill Raceway Park, then um, we'd, be, we'd be over the moon, we'd be ecstatic because these guys need a place to practice on the big tracks so that they can hone the, the, their racecraft and you know, it would be great to see and hear, see the American flag raised. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah for and sure. hear the national anthem. GP right. again. Yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. And, uh, yeah, I think the opportunities there now, uh, especially for the younger yep. kids, that there wasn't before. I mean, like you were mentioning earlier, Matt, I mean, uh, uh, out there in Stockton, I'm sure you saw all, all levels. Yeah, and there's currently a Max Toth who's who's riding in Italy right now in, in Primoto 3. Um, so we'll... Really exciting to see to see that happen as a, I think probably the only American there. <laughs> nice. So, so it's, uh, um, really really exciting to see to see him ride and see the level that he's performing at. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully he continues to to, to ride as well as he's doing. Is he a Bay Area guy? Uh, uh, um, he he's from the Bay Area between here and Stockton. Not quite sure where, but <laughs> okay. But he's yeah. a local boy, so yeah, to yeah. speak. Uh, um, I think they're San. I think he's San Carlos, but this is certainly Bay Area. So yeah. Yeah, awesome, um, awesome talent. You know, dedicated family, and uh, you know, it's it's something to it's really something to see just how smooth a 13 year old kid can be on an RS uh, 250 two stroke. Uh, 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I got a, a 125 sitting in the, right behind me in the desk. Uh, my desk sitting there. Oh, Sean yeah. has in the hallway, and I just <laughs> drool over it all the time, walking by it. And nice. maybe we can have him on the show. That'd be wonderful. Uh, yeah. Getting we'll him out here and reach uh, out to him you know and, have yeah. to kind of clean up the stuff here, so to speak. And then uh, <laughs> from there, you know, we can have him on the show. That'd be wonderful. We'll, we'll have to reach out that way. And that being said, here at Racers Alley, you can always call in at four one five 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 zero. 0511. Now that Milk Crate Brian's here, he could probably figure out how to answer that phone, which would be really cool. And uh, yeah, you can always ask us questions when we're live. And uh, anyone who calls up, you know, we'll give you a free hat, uh, you know, maybe a sticker or something, or, you know, uh, you can bring us a pizza. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, so also uh, any racers out there, if you ever want to, you know, uh, join uh, the show, just give us a holler at Racers Alley. You know, you can find us at www.meetin.com radio.fm we're here on uh florida uh, 21st and uh 2781 uh well where are we 2781 21st street at florida here in uh, the mission and uh, like i said uh, any racers uh, anyone in the industry you're always welcome to come on in and uh, shoot the shit and you know very we're laid back here and uh, we love to hear stories talk about the industry talk about your goals and oh yeah uh, matt do you have any sponsors you want to say any, any guys help you out there you know it's always good to say hello to your sponsors yeah well the first of all like the, every, everybody who works for the AFM and the turn workers and all that I think that's that's very important to thank them because without without those people then then this would not, not would not happen and and uh, also everybody that all the track day providers um, they're, they're the ones who bring us up and, and help us uh, you know uh, find our passion and, and enjoy the sport and then bring mm-hmm. us up to to racing pace um, so a big thank you to them and then um, thank you to, 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 to vortex racing woodcraft uh, JPH suspension um, and Suzanne from Trackside Massage, which uh, without her, without her, I think I'd have a much more broken body than I do now. <laughs> nice. and, yeah, that is important. Get your body you know? professionally set up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, that that is important as well. You know, uh, to be able to actually, uh, like you say, go and uh, loose as a goose, so to speak. And uh, that being said, Evan, I believe you actually do that to a certain respect, as far as uh, you offer those services. Yeah, so I've been a personal trainer for like 20 years, and I started the motorcycle thing kind of randomly about a dozen years ago. But yeah, I do a, a lot of body work. I do um, stretch, like athletic stretch, and I add a ma- massage component. I've had enough enough massage in my life. I know anatomy, <laughs> so you know. Nice. I work on people. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so you understand how I work on people. So yeah, it's very important to actually, uh, that's part of it. Last thing you want to do is get a cramp out there. When, and, when uh, we start our uh, lessons, we always start with a little kind of yogic stretch. Especially the dudes. <laughs> yeah, who never stretch and take care of themselves. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that makes a huge difference. I mean, last thing you want to do is cramp. I mean, there's a couple of times out there I had the cramps at the worst time, and uh, there's nothing worse than having to talk yourself out of that, trying to go as fast as you can and, and do, do that, you know. It, it is, you know. With... Um cramping you know you it build up the, the lactic acid and you need to go to get it to go away and where i mention it in one of our classes that very briefly that take the oxygen in as take as take as much uh, oxygen in as you can obviously uh-huh. while you're riding and use your uh, you know expand your abdomen so that you can fill your complete all the lobes of your lungs and then contract the abdominal muscles 
to literally force it to the area that has a cramp. So you're forcing that oxygenated blood there. And a lot of people don't realize it, but if you watch babies or you watch animals breathe, it's a natural act. They'll breathe in, and when they breathe in, their abdomen expands, which pulls the diaphragm down, which gets the lungs completely full of oxygen. And then when they when they inhale, that happens. When they exhale, this the abdomen compresses, and it forces out all the, the CO2. But at the same time, it's forcing the oxygen. It's helping push that oxygenated blood to the areas that require it. Right. So, you know, people get arm pump and then all of a sudden, like you say, talk yourself out of it. You're all you're doing is concentrating an arm pump or, or a yeah, quad it's not a great or a way to go or a calf cramp. And that's all you can think of. But if you think, OK, I got a cramp now, I got to get force more oxygen in and literally force it to that area and hydrate yourself tremendously beforehand and while you're while you're at the track day you're at the races mm-hmm. but there are still times when you get that cramp and if you're out there you can't pull over and massage it no so you need you need to try to do it on your own while you're there and i have found over time that that certainly your brain is a super powerful thing and you when you control how you breathe and, and as much oxygen as you can you can literally force the oxidated blood to the part that's cramping and then all you're concentrating on is that breathing. You're still focused on your line. You're still focused on what you're doing rather than the actual cramping action in itself. And then you come off the track and you think to yourself, holy crap, I just did that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that happen. Uh, worst of times. Uh, uh, Isle of Man, uh, I had to qualify. It was the last lap. It was just a, there was a whole lot of stress and stuff. And the bike even broke down in the gooseneck. I had to put the, uh, so my left foot peg fell off. All those multi-adjustables. I never run those anymore. So I had to find a bolt. Had to find tools. The guy actually found me a spanner, whatever that is. So I took the nut out of the gas tank, you know, yeah. uh, cap, and then I put it in the side of the rear set, and then I was off. So, shoo, then I fog up, and then I'm going up the mountain, and then cramp city. You oh. know, but you got to go as fast as you can, you know? So I was all stressed, and yeah, but luckily it was going up the mountain. You had some time, you know, you could right. look up there, you know, and, you know, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was very interesting, you know, like when, when the cramps come, it's usually at the worst possible moment, you know, Murphy's Law, that type of thing. <laughs> Anyhow, we're going to be uh, shutting down the show and uh, thanks guys for being here it's wonderful and you're always welcome to be part of the wrecking crew and let's get a picture and you can always find us on uh, uh, Racers Alley on Facebook if you want to get a hold of us and uh, I'm sure a lot of the folks out there that listen are on there as well so uh, thank you guys for very much for being here Thanks for having us. Uh, more than welcome. Thanks for listening. Right on, right on. And uh, thank you, Mo Crate Brian, for playing the tunes. Thanks, Alex. Uh, Anytime. Right on, right on. Thanks, All Brian. Right. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. Cheers, guys. All right. And maybe that's attractive to some people, but boy, I'm more of like, um, you know, well, I make terrible decisions, but you listen to people and then you make your decision. And if enough people are saying, boy, this really, you really got to do that. You probably should listen to them. You know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. It's, it's all very sad. Uh, let's hit the other side of the world. Uh, the left leaning news, shall we? Uh, that's the kind of stuff I like with. Uh, there we go. 
Uh, oh God, there's another picture of him and it's just, I just can't, I can't his, I mean, the worst thing is that he, he is so about physical appearance on everybody else, you know, like his beautiful wife, who's not good enough because he wants to fuck porn stars. Cause you'll never be good enough. Even though you're like a supermodel from another country that speaks four languages, you know, you can't listen to you. You have the baby. You're still not pretty enough. I'm going to fuck porn stars. It's very sad. It calls people fat, has called Rosie O'Donnell, has called people, you know, Ariana Huffington saying terrible things, just says terrible things about people and especially gets on people's looks. And he is the ugliest motherfucker. He is fat, he is orange, and he has fake hair. You can tell on his face that he's getting spray tan because you can see his eyes are like his actual color of white and the rest of him is just... He is an ugly man with a tiny, tiny penis. I'm sure. I really wish that Stormy Daniels would have come out and said like, what, what that, that's, you know, is that the non-disclosure? Is that what the $130,000 was for? Was not to talk about his fucking tiny dick because his ego is so big. Obviously you're trying to compensate for something. Fucking, oh, didn't show anybody taxes. I had to pay taxes this year. You fuck bag. Did you pay any taxes? President? I don't, I, you know, I have to go off at least once. Uh, God, he's just, you know, and I never thought that I would say I missed George Bush, George W. I mean, although he might've been complicit in the 9-11, you know, thing, at least, uh, I don't know, is, is, is he was refreshingly honest even though he was you know dumb i guess but what i don't know if he was honest he just looked that way i have no idea anything uh so stormy daniels still crazy things happening uh trump calls stormy daniels threat a total con job a non-existent man trump said of the person described by the porn star in a sketch released earlier president donald trump this is i find this very very funny. Uh, President Donald Trump on Wednesday called Stormy Daniels claim that a man threatened her in order to silence her about an affair with Trump was a total con job. Referring to a police sketch of the man released a day earlier, Trump retweeted a conspiracy theory that suggests the image actually depicts Daniels' husband. A sketch years later about a non-existent man. A total con job playing the fake news media for fools, but they know it. Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, has said that in 2011, a man approached her and her young daughter in the parking lot and told her to forget about this story. Leave Mr. Trump alone. Oh, it's a beautiful little girl. It would be a shame if any if something happens to her mom, Daniel said the man told her. Wednesday's tweet was the president's second direct response to allegations that he had a sexual relationship with the adult film star. Earlier this month, he said he was unaware that his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, in 2016 paid Daniels $130,000. Cohen told reporters that he paid Daniels with his own money and the Trump campaign was not involved. The FBI last week raided Cohen's office and reportedly seized documents related to the payment. Daniels told 60 Minutes in March that because of the threat, she signed a non-disclosure agreement in 2016, preventing her from discussing the affair. She's currently suing Trump over the validity of that agreement. She's also suing Cohen for defamation. Why is he responding to things? 
I, I think that that's insane that he's responding. That's, it, it seems like a bad, a bad, uh, a bad deal for him because he shouldn't say anything. He should just deny, not even deny, just let it, let it go. Uh, let's see. I'm, I miss you, Latoya. Where are you? Wow, toddler shoots pregnant mom with dad's gun in parking lot? Holy fuck! Ha, what? If you didn't have a gun in your fucking car, you idiot. I want gun in my car. I want gun. Fuck. Fuck! The girl had no idea what she had done, and she was very scared, a detective told reporter. A three-year-old in Indiana accidentally shot her pregnant mother, leaving the woman in critical but stable condition, the local media reported. Wow. Wow. The child shot Shanique Thomas, 21, who police said is six weeks pregnant, in the shoulder Tuesday outside a Plato's Closet thrift store in Merrillville. Police said Menzo Brazier, the victim's boyfriend and father of the two kids, ages three and one, left his legal nine millimeter handgun loaded in between the console and his front passenger seat before going into the store, according to Chicago station WFLD. After that, the couple's three-year-old daughter somehow grabbed the gun and pulled the trigger. The bullet went through the back of the seat and struck Thomas in her right shoulder. The girl had no idea what she had done, and she was very scared. Detective Sergeant James Bogner told NBC Chicago. Police said she got out of the driver's seat and collapsed after opening the door to the back seat where the children were. Plato's Closet employee Hadassah Zirkel told WLS that people immediately noticed something terrible had happened. We just heard screaming. We ran outside with a bunch of people. Someone said someone was hurt and bleeding. Brazier reportedly ran out of the store and tried to stop the bleeding until paramedics arrived. He said, did you kill yourself? Why did you do this to me? Store employee Rebecca Todd told WMAQ-TV. He rushed over. He was bawling his eyes out, her co-worker Paloma Priesto said. Employees brought the children into the store and comforted them, while first responders arrived on the scene and transported Thomas to a local hospital for treatment. She was transported to Loyola Hospital in critical but stable condition, 